Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines, treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. Welcome back to the Let's Talk But No Politics Okay podcast. I am your host, Andrew Lenz. Uh, Bring back in. I'm very excited for this episode because I get to talk about a guilty pleasure of mine, and I feel many others. And I have a special guest co-host today that I've met for the first time, um, Anthony Mullen, he is the host of Vinyl Diver, so I could not think of anybody else to talk about this guilty pleasure of boy band topic any more than you, since you are the music man for the network. So, <laughs> uh, What is up? What is up, everyone? Uh, yeah, it's me, Anthony Mullen, from the Vinyl Divers podcast over at the network, the BICBP-radio network. Uh, thank you for having me on. Um, I will say, boy bands are a guilty pleasure. I will also say, some of them that I saw on the, on the brackets, not entirely familiar with. Some of them I wasn't expecting as well. So I'm interested to see and talk about them with you. Okay. Um, I The way that the bracket came in was I just took boy bands off the top of my head and then... I asked my 13-year-old daughter to fill it in once I filled out, figured out that I couldn't think of 24 boy bands. <laughs> so, yeah, which which I did find odd. Um, so I'm curious, which ones were you not familiar with? Um, I have your list pulled up over here. Okay. And um, let's see real quick. So... Basically, all of the the first tier knockouts, pretty much all of those, I've either heard of, or I've never heard of, or meh, not my favorite. 
okay. the middle tier from like stop at the top where it's like new kids all the way down to new edition. Yes. I've heard of all of all of them. Uh, one of those names I wasn't I didn't recognize and did, it wasn't familiar at first until after I listened to them. I was like, oh, it's them. So who is that one? The Osmonds. Yes. You know, the Osmonds are definitely, I think, one of the top tiers. And it's weird because when I first started listening to the Jackson 5, that which is also in the in there, is I thought a lot of the Osmond songs were the Jackson 5s until I started. They sounded so alike. So that was one thing that I knew that I had to put them in was the Osmonds. And plus, it's Donnie. <laughs> well, I, I'm not as big up on pop culture completely. Um, okay. I know Donnie. I know Donnie Osmond. Funny enough, through oh, what show is he in with his brother or with the brothers? It's um, Arrested Development. That's how I recognize. Uh-oh. Uh, right? I think it's Uh-oh. I think it's like four or five of the brothers all pop in throughout the one season. Oh, see, I I know him from from pretty much my mother. And stuff like that. And I would have to hear about how the Osmonds were always on the Andy Williams show. Or they were on the Cher show. which like Sonny and Cher show and stuff like that. So that's how I recognize the Osmonds. Um, um, I, I will say that the few of the songs I did hear and I, that I was kind of like refreshing myself. I was like, at, f- at first I noticed I was humming uh, one of the Jackson 5 songs, not realizing it. Because no, there's one that's actually very similar. It's um, was it "I'll Be There" from the Jackson Five? Sounds like the way the beginning is. Yeah. The way the melody it just kind of starts to hum, and you're just like, "Oh wait, it's similar." So, yeah. Yes. Now, which one out of the knockouts did you not? Because there's a couple that were like I said. I just said to my daughter, I was like, "I need boy bands. Can you give me some?" So I will say off the bat, uh, I'll tell I'll, I'll go through. I do you want to go down the go? Do you want to go down down the row all at once, or how did you want to do that for me to break uh, down? Because just give me your just. We'll yeah, we'll go row by row here. So you got L F O and Big Time Rush. L F O, haven't heard of up until uh, this. Really? Didn't recognize it until, oh, what song was it that I actually, I actually downloaded the album with Summer Girls. Yes. Like, after I heard Summer Girls, I was like, oh, wait, this sounds familiar. And is that the one that has the line about wearing Abercrombie and Fitch? Yes. So, fun story. Got for you. <laughs> Back, this is, this is a deep dive on my end. Back when I was uh, growing up, I thought I was a, uh, Cool, hot, hot stuff because my parents uh, one summer had got me some Abercrombie and Fitch. There was a girl on the bus that, you know, I was a sixth grader, she was a seventh grader. She kind of flirted with me, so I thought. And then she had, she commented about how much she liked my jean jacket, Boys in Abercrombie and Fitch. And to me, that was like, oh, this must be cool. I don't know if that's where she got it from. Maybe, maybe she switched it around. But when I heard that, I was like, all right. And I, I actually listened to that album. Um, I actually listened to a good amount of that album. And I really liked it, uh, uh, LFO. Like, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. I'll say 
Big Time Rush. I know them from the TV show. Um, oh, I have a little sister, eighteen years. I have a sister that's eighteen years old. So I don't know, ten years ago, if not let maybe I don't know, ten eight years ago, I used to remember watching that on TV all the time. Uh, I think she may have even saw them in concert. I don't know. I love Big Time Rush. Big Time really? Rush, and then Big. Yes, I watched that with my daughter. Uh, she's 13 now, so back then she was probably about, I don't even know. But we used to watch it all the time. Gustavo and Kendall Carlos. I've, I, I've seen every single episode. I've seen the movie. I would have to say out of all of them, surprisingly, they're like my favorite. <laughs> because... Uh- it was a bonding experience. Not only the music was good. I felt the music was good, but it was also kind of a bonding experience. So that's where I get it from there. I can respect that. I, I can understand that. It's kind of like how, uh, I mean, I, I get that. I, I can, I, I don't know. I've never bonded over a Nickelodeon, like, like boy band <laughs> with anyone, but like me and my sister, we bond, me and my sister bonded over green day. So I kind of get like, okay. like, like I get that whole like there there's a like I love the music itself because of Green Day, but I can appreciate it more over those like introdu- introducing to it. So I get that, um, especially when it's a TV show that like you watch for seasons and seasons because I know it went on for like five or six years. I think right. Uh, no, I think there's actually I think there was only about two or three seasons. Was it, was it and really a movie? Two or three? Oh my yeah, god! And, was it that? It was just been, I just been watching repeats. I guess then. Yeah. We I just watched them all on Hulu again with her. So oh my gosh, <laughs> oh man, it's too. Uh, um, the let's see the monkeys. So I know the monkeys, and okay. uh, so this is where I wanted to so where I wanted to kind of ask you. I guess is that when when you first threw a boy band bracket at me, I was expecting boy bands. And they are the boy bo- bands. I, I'm a nine. I'm a '90s baby. Okay. Me and my friend went over this. I'm not a '90s child where, uh, like, I'm not. A, I'm not a '90s kid where I was growing up in the '90s. I was like born in '93, but okay. I remember NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and I remember boy bands. That to me, that's what it was. So I wasn't expecting the monkeys when I saw it. I was like, wait, this changes up the game, and. I have to know why. Why did you choose the monkeys on here? Because I like them, but it doesn't make me think. Like I can get the Jackson Five. Even then, I'm like, all right, that's more vocal group, and I kind of get it. But like the monkeys, why? The monkeys I picked is another. They used to be. I was. I'm like you for mm-hmm. the '90s. I'm that with the '80s. <clears throat> so I grew. I was born in '82. You know, but mostly. Oh. You know, I caught the... I completely, yeah. Okay. They were always on TV. And I just found out that they were always on Nickelodeon. So the Monkees were another program or something that I would watch as a little kid. And to me, it was just something else along with Sesame Street and anything else. It had music. There was... I couldn't tell you half of the plots. But the music was always cool for a kid. And plus, too, my stepmother is like 
the biggest monkeys fan in the world. All right. She, she's met Peter Tork, Michael Nesmith, um, and Mickey Dolans. She never got the chance to meet Davy Jones, but the monkeys were kind of a band where they were thrown together really? for a TV I show. About I don't lie. Yeah. I don't I don't know about them. I know. Was it? I think they said I, um, and I saw her face, right? That's her, that's their big. One. Yep. And then uh daydream believer. And oh yeah, Stepping Stone. I recognize Stepping Stone. And yep. I know, so I know, I know monkeys from that song, and I I know the cover of um. Oh yeah, uh, I think, think their songs were covered. Um, and I know them also from, randomly enough, Boy Meets World. Uh, the one band member was Topanga's father, was the first one where the once the one episode they played, they they end up playing music or whatever. Was it really? Yep, See, I'm almost positive. See, that's so that's so weird how you do this because I was kind of a big wrestling fan back then, and the only guy that I remember being anybody's father was Vader was Frankie's father. Yes. Okay. So yes. I don't, and I think if I have to think, I think it was was her father a drummer because that might have been Mickey Dolan's. I'm looking right now, Boy Meets okay. World, because I'm a huge Boy Meets World fan. And um, see, who was it? I don't know which was it. Boy Meets World special guest. Which band was on Boy the Monkeys? Why is why can't it just tell me? You never can get that. The the Monkeys is just always something like like I said, my stepmom is huge into the monkeys and I found so much out about him like Mickey Dolans I don't think he even knew how to play the drums and he was uh, Peter Tork oh Peter Tork okay played her uh played Topanga's father okay so he was I think the guitarist because Michael Nesmith was the bassist I I just remember he had an instrument I think maybe it was a guitar I can't tell for sure what I remembered but they reunited, I guess. I just kind of checked it out right now. They said they reunited the band together for an episode. Yeah. that. Well, because they were big. They mm-hmm. were, but, I mean, that's why I picked them, is they were thrown together. And I didn't realize that mm. until my stepmother was telling me. And she's like, oh, Mickey Dolan's, like I said, I don't even think he knew how to play the drums. And he was a child actor. And they were like, okay, we're going to put him with, with these other people, I think. Michael Nesmith and Peter Tork were the only real musicians and Davy Jones could sing. Really? It's interesting to hear that because it seems like the formula has never changed then. No. I mean, there are, there are some, there are some traditional just out of the blue, like the Jackson five where it was a family Mm -hmm. act or you do get like, what is it? Um, I think it was, I think, uh, I don't know, five seconds of summer was all done. I think they were just friends that just blew up and they just fit the criteria, the criteria. Um, but a lot of times you do see, end up seeing it being a producer or so-and-so says, Hey, let's grab these in these band members and put them together and you all know how to play. So here, we're going to give you music and we're going to tell you what to do. Kind of. And that's where I got the monkeys is just, that's what they were. I get that. All right. I I can respect that. I can get behind it. Especially for that reasoning. Yep. Uh, bo- below the monkeys, you sent me uh, something different. Something different was one that uh, 
I kind of looked up and my daughter gave me. I think I listened to one of their songs when I was like looking it up and I was like, no. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I, I can't even find them. I try to on iTunes and I don't know who they are. Yeah. Like, they have, they had a music video when I Googled them. So that's hmm. where I got it. And I got in, I started listening to it and I'm like, no, because there's a lot of these on here. Like I said, that, like I personally do not listen to. They mm-hmm. would not be considered as we go into this category a guilty pleasure because I just personally can't get into their music. But I need, but I felt they still needed to be recognized in the boy band world. It's kind of like, um, I used to go to Warp Tour all the time. And there oh, would yeah. be, you would have this band like Rancid, bands like Rancid and No Effects. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden on the other stage would be Simple Plan. <laughs> They're kind of in that same alternative, almost punk style, but one's way more pop and one's way more. I'm a Ska fan. Okay. So I get you. All right. Do you, yeah. Do you get it? it, it, When you said Warped Tour, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Ska is kind of like, everyone's kind of like, oh yeah, I could see where similarities are and just like, you got horns and oh, you got an upbeat. Okay. But Warped Tour, it's one of those places that you get somehow all the bands still make sense. Even when you have like rappers and you're just like, yeah, no, like that, like, you don't, it doesn't break the feel. Yes. You know? Yeah, I have a very weird musical genre. I pretty much will listen to anything. I just cannot get into jazz. I like jazz. I like jazz. I can, my wife I, cleans I, I the jazz. jazz. Oh, okay, see, my wife cleans the jazz, like mm. Kenny G and stuff. Nah. <laughs> nah, it's so, good jazz, good jazz. Yeah, so when I was starting to listen to this, I went from more, not so much into that knockout column, mm-hmm. but more into the other column. And I just was like, I, I need to switch, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. No, I, I think the way you placed, the way you built the bracket, uh, after watching Matt do them, and mm-hmm. now that I know that you are also do a lot, a big part of the brackets, yeah, uh, there is an art to, the, no, I don't know, if I well, would you call it an art? Or I is think there a, a method. Yes. Because um, how can you be like? How can you genuinely make the brackets random when you put them against things that you know? But the, yeah, th- this is my second bracket that I made. One I made completely random. I just entered in bands. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Hit the random button. I looked at it, and I didn't like it. I didn't like where people were placed. Um, I felt certain ones were going to go out way too early. That, I mean, how do you judge a boy band? <clears throat> but that's how I look at it. So I treated it almost like an actual college basketball 
seeding tournament, but I used only two people because once I get into a different realm, then everybody puts in their knowledge and I was just, I was selfish and I was just trying to please myself into where I felt I could put out something good and I could be happy with. So I, every seeding is off of my knowledge and my daughter's knowledge. So you have a 37 year old guy who likes to jam out the boy bands and a 13 year old girl. And I thought through each through because where I have one direction and the eight seed, I wouldn't have put them there, but the way that my daughter talks about them and I got to hear about Harry and if he's leaving the band or not leaving the band, I was like, they need to go here. So that is where I came up with the bracket. So there is, it is very hard to make a bracket because especially when you're sharing it through social media and the people out there in social media and Facebook world can be very vicious. And I learned it through my first bracket I made through sports movies. <laughs> so that's why I did it this way. And I did not get one complaint. So I'm very happy with this. Nice. Um, I'll say you're, you were smart with your knockout brackets because it was well varied enough that some of them that come through may outbeat other ones Mm -hmm. i feel so i'm curious yeah yeah there was there wasn't too many that sneaked past Mm -mm. i think go on i think the one that the, the one that did not get past that second round that was seated in the second round and i've was the osmonds and that was just purely i think based on what we talked about before you listen to the osmonds you hear jackson five so if you just listen to them and you don't see them and you don't know about them then they're just gonna get put by the wayside Mm -hmm. uh i'll say out of your knockouts uh, menudo, menudo, yes. I mean, not the most familiar with menudo. I it, they sounded familiar, like their name. And Ricky Martin. Heard, okay, I'm like I'm like I know the name menudo. Like, why do why is it popping? That it is something prevalent. Okay, no, that makes that that right there kind of all right. I see where that was. Um. B2K, I remember hearing about as a DJ. Uh, I do a lot of weddings. I do okay. a lot of just general parties. So I'm not in the big club scene and hip hop scene. And even then, me telling you I'm a ska fan, I'm a punk fan, pop like pop music, what's on like Kiss 98.5 is not my forte. I'm okay. very, uh, I like to stick to weddings as a DJ because weddings are easy as heck. There, there is. There, there is no like they're easy in the sense of playing what music to play but when yeah. you start going to like pop music it changes so much that i don't try to conserve to try and pull that from <laughs> and usually what i listen to and what i consider as pop music and what i'm prevalent to and knowledgeable is what i remember hearing a lot of and what i remember hearing a lot of is the second brackets i i mean i remember names and as a musician i know of uh was it all or was it uh, 98 degrees? I've heard of, uh, I've heard of Black Street. 
listening yes. to them. Not the, I mean, not my favorite. I mean, nothing really stuck out that was like, oh, these killed it here. I'll say uh, Boyzone. I actually surprisingly like them over Blackstreet, but nothing real. I mean, when you put them next to NSYNC, to me, NSYNC's going to win. Yeah. And then uh, Hanson, I will say, as far as being unknown, I have no idea who they are. You have no idea who Hanson is? I, I just, I listened to them, but I was like, I oh, have yeah. heard of them. Come on. Umba. But that like that song, that's it. That yeah, one song. I was the, like, oh I know that song. That was it. But they were huge. And being they were huge, like what was I in high school? And I remember going out with this girl and she had a handsome poster. So they were big enough for to be marketable. So that's why I put it on there. And that was one thing that irritated me about them, is they had probably the dumbest song ever in my eyes, but yet they could make so much money off of this. The song, and they were so marketable, and girls flock to see these three brothers that are just three brothers. At least the Jonas, the Jonas brothers are better in my mind. At least they have careers. I mean, yes, Disney kind of made them, but well, I think that was Disney of... gets the, when Disney sinks their teeth into a property, they uh, they're going to do what they want to do with it. Yeah, I mean, oh. look at look at all the boy bands that they that they took. Basically, they pl- they plucked what they wanted to. Every yeah. every ten years, they pluck what they want, and they're like, "We're going to take him, him, her, her, put her on a movie, put her on a show, give her a song, give her a single. Her father's a musician, so we're going to take her." Oh, they that. pluck all the pop. They pluck everyone that they want, and they they put them into the machine. And that's why I'll say I respect <laughs> the Jonas Brothers because I actually um, I remember them when they were did the music video Year Three Thousand. That's how they first came on my radar back when I was in like eighth or seventh grade. Okay. Yeah. See, I never I've listened to them, but okay, I've. I've heard their songs. I've never yeah. actually listened to their songs because <clears throat> as I've gotten older and I've had to listen to some of my daughter's music, I have developed old man ears mm-hmm. and wanted and want to do the, no, they're no good. Let me put this on for you. So um, that's why I don't think I've ever actually listened to the Jonas Brothers. And same thing for like, um, five seconds of summer. Uh, another one yeah. where I'm like, where I'm like, no, no, no. Let's listen to this. So that's where I got into. I've kind of developed old man ears per se. I'm not happy oh, with it, but I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> five seconds isn't bad. Five five seconds of summer. Uh, my sister is my sister and her friends listen to it. Pretty, I know they went to the concerts when they came through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not bad, but it's, I'll say it's not bad in the sense that it's, I don't think five seconds of summer was super Disney fied that like, from what I've heard of them, they're pretty much this, it's this new wave of pop punk. I feel that's coming through. Oh. Um, they kind of kick through. I, I'm telling you, I don't know if you've listened to like, if you're, if, what your daughter is listening to, but, um, Lindsay, my sister, she listens to, uh, water parks. I took them to see. Uh, water parks, water parks in Rochester. 
um, Austin, or I don't know, I, I can't, I don't know his his name. I think his sing, the singer's name is Austin, but like Austin. these fans are Mahomes. diehard. Austin Mahomes. Austin, I've, I don't. I, <laughs> I think that was it, and I've and I've had to listen to him before. Him, they, he was, uh, him and the Beebs. Yeah, it's so like I've listened to them, um, and it just sounds like there's this new wave of just alternative pop punk that's coming through. That's it's breaking the Disney mold, but it's doing what it did before, where every ten years it changes. Okay. And I'll say what I'm seeing now from like these these bands is that they're now it's like if they don't have drummers or if they have a drummer but the drummer doesn't want to stick on the set the whole time, they start bringing in drum machines, oh. and that's kind of what they like they're starting to do. It's cool. It's it's different. It's cool, but no. Yeah. Um. What did I just? I just told her about. Uh, simple plan. She hated the fact because she put it on, and I started singing with it. And it was uh, I'm just a kid. Oh. And she got so angry. We were in the car, and she got she got pretty angry that I knew that one that I knew who Bowling for Soup was, and then I tried to get her to listen to Something Corporate. Never and, heard of Something Corporate. Uh, what did they have? Uh, Punk Rock Princess was their big one. I've, awesome. I I came across them at Warped Tour. All right. I'll give it a shot. I, that's yeah. my very loved Warped Tour. Every year, my motto is if I went in and I found at least one new band that I've never heard of, mm-hmm. I'm happy. It was content. I mean, the, the price of if I could find at least two bands, it's even better. But the price of a ticket to Warp Tour compared to the amount of music you got in and what you come out of it, it paid for itself ten times fold. Yeah, I I stopped going to Warp Tour once they moved to Darien Lake. Oh, I love, I miss it. I I did the LaSalle Park, LaSalle oh Park, God. Buffalo, uh, the big white main stage. Saw the Aquabats and. <gasps> <clears throat> Yeah, that's cool. That is yeah. cool. Oh man, Aqu- we, um, me and Chris actually uh, went to the last one they had at Daring Lake. Oh, did where did they, did they not have them anymore around there? No, nope. it no, it ended. They did the last two oh. or two years ago. Yeah, which, that was. Which I'll get aggravated about because they they toured. They promoted this was the last. It was the last Warp Tour, the last one. Okay, like mm. this was it. All in final Warp Tour. Uh, banners, promotions, like this is it, the last haul. So I'm asking, I'm going to ask you real quick. If I say there's a band is going on a tour, what does a tour consist of? Multiple tour dates. Yeah. Right? So the following year when they said, hey guys, we're going to do a warp tour across the country and they had five dates as a, as a, as a week-long festival spread out through the country That's that the tour. bands could go to. What is that? That's a tour. That's a tour. It's not a big tour. It's small, but, like a week long, but but it is. But I mean, like the tour. big bands. There was a couple I know that went from like most of the bands stayed at their own show. But that's with Warp Tour. Not every band went to every show. There was still like the still same banner, just aggravating. But we went to the last like like full on circuit, and it was really cool. Yeah, I I'm not a concert person at all. But I did try to go to the Warp Tour every single year. Pretty much my concert experience consists of uh, the Warp Tour, 
Green Day and Blink-182, and Blink-182 has to be the absolute worst band I've ever seen live. Really? Um, and the Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yep. Uh, the Lackawanna Funhouse. Oh, my God. Yes. And for, I would say, a show, it was probably the best. Uh, Blink-182, my problem with them was it felt like somebody gave them it felt like somebody gave two five, three five-year or actually two five-year-olds a microphone and there it was just stupid fart jokes and stuff like that. It wasn't oh, I didn't feel like it was appeasing to the crowd. Like I saw Green Day and they brought somebody up on stage and they did that stuff and they talked to the crowd and everybody that I've ever seen live has been more interactive with the crowd than talking back and forth to each other. Mm -hmm. So that's where I had a problem with Blink-182. I like Blink-182. Blink-182 is cool, but I've never seen them live. I, I, I would... I mean, it really would have been Blink if you saw them now, but I would have liked to see Blink with Tom. Uh, yeah, see, I saw, what was it, the Pop Disaster Tour at Darien Lake. What year was that? I have no idea. Back in the day? Oh. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> oh, man, see. Uh, almost probably 20 years ago. <laughs> um, that would have been a good show. I'm trying Back to in think. Nineties. Whoa, 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 whoa! Late uh, night, late nineties, or are we in the early two thousands? Early two thousands, because was I? I'm trying to think. Was I drinking? Um, I want to okay. say two thousand one, two thousand two. All right. Because I'm trying to think of who I went with. Yeah, probably 2001, 2002. That's Man, when I... I bet nice one. Yeah. I can't even remember what they came out with then. But, I yeah, Green Day is, like, my favorite band. I had a friend, Joe LaPaglia, that just adored Green Day. And I'm more of a sports guy. But he really kind of opened up my eyes to music, and I was always amazed what he could do, because he played like the guitar his dad played. He came from a very musical family, so I was always like very, very intrigued what they could do. <laughs> and then I'm oh, like, yeah. wow, look at what they're doing with these instruments and everything else. So that's how I kind of got more so into Green Day and learning about Green Day and stuff like that. Green Day's cool. Green Day's definitely fun. Not yes. no boy band though. Not no boy band. No, not a boy band. So yeah, let's <laughs> let's get back on to this track here. Uh what was the so as I started listening to all these all over again, the craziest thing is even though I have new kids on the block at number one, and they were the first boy band that I ever kind of listened to and understood that they were a boy band and were a guilty pleasure per se, as I was a, I would say five, six, seven years old. 
and I wasn't supposed to be listening to them per se because of what they were, even though I collected some new kids on the block cards at one point. I'm not ashamed to say now, but they were like number one to me on this list. But the band that just brought me back to there was New Edition. I just, Candy Girl, Telephone Man, just are amazing to me. I just feel Candy, or Candy Girl, thinking of Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, <laughs> Candy Girl is just completely just an awesome, upbeat song. So I just really enjoyed them. Plus, Bobby Brown was like the first big solo person I ever listened to. Because I have an aunt that's 13 years older than me. So she was my aunt. But it was also more like a big sister thing. So Mm -hmm. she picked me up from school and stuff like that. And we had to listen to Bobby Brown and 80s hair bands and stuff like that. So that's where I think I kept on going back to New Edition. That nice Mm -hmm. Bobby Brown voice there. But out of more of your generation... I would have to go Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. with Out of my... So, if I'm going for, like, the older... Prior to Backstreet Boys and Sync um, era out of here, I recognize... Mm-hmm. And I definitely know... Um, I, I know... I, I'm pretty sure I know more new edition than I offhand compared to New Kids on the Block. But New Kids on the Block... It's Marky. Is that no? That's not. That's not him, right? That's his brother Donnie. Don. Yeah. So, uh, like, I, I know I've heard Donnie of them through pop culture references and certain songs. Because, because when you're at weddings, I do hear a bunch of pop songs, and that's how I. That's how I know. I recognize a lot of these artists if I don't know them because of certain songs I've heard. I'm like, all right, I, I know I've listened to this. Yeah. Um, but as far as my generation, I mean. I know the battle is always in sync was over uh, Backstreet Boys, but to me, I was always a Backstreet Boys kid. I even remember getting the Backstreet Boys CD in McDonald's as a as a drive through as a Burger King as one of the drive through toys. It was it was Burger King because I worked at yeah. Burger King at that time, and I made sure that I got each one. There was three different ones, and there was a yellow one, a blue one, mm-hmm. and a green one. Yes. And we played those a lot. And I was going out with a girl that was a big NSYNC fan. And I would kind of have to hide them from her. <laughs> yes. I think that was one of the first times I, I remember seeing one of the first times that I was like, I would like to be up on stage singing was uh, at the elementary school I went to. Um, actually, no, I don't care. You, you're you from Niagara Falls. So I don't know if you ever, if you knew yeah. about, uh, uh, I went to Niagara Weefield. Yes. So I actually was, uh, I was lucky. I actually got to go to West Street. And uh, a girl that I liked, her brother and some group of his friends went up and they did a performance of uh, Backstreet Boys, uh, lip synced it. And I didn't realize they were lip syncing at the time. That's the funny thing. Uh, And they were singing Larger Than Life. Yeah. All right. And it was like, what song is that? I know that song. I like that song that I heard on the radio. And then I got it on the CD and from like kindergarten to about fourth or fifth grade. Love that CD. 
Lost it. Don't know yeah. where it went. Yeah, see, the Backstreet Boys were like uh, your era's New Kids on the Block. Like, the New Kids on the Block even had a Saturday morning cartoon. Really? See, I don't remember yes. I don't remember group boy bands or, or musicians yeah. having TV shows until Nickelodeon with, like, Big Time Rush, I think. Yeah, well, in the 80s was, like, a huge thing where if you became popular, you automatically got a toy, a comic book, and a cartoon. Even if your cartoon lasted one season and your comic book lasted a couple of issues, back in the 80s, it was just straight three-prong attack on every kid. Hmm. That's, yes. (laughs) It was, so that's where once New Kids got big, MC Hammer had a cartoon. That's how crazy it was. Uh, do you know who Kid and Play are? I, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know where I've heard it directly. Uh, the House Party movies. Um, yes. What else were they? I've heard the House Party movies. Yes, Kid and Play even had a cartoon. So the new kids were pushed on you totally because, like I said, they had new kids trading cards. Uh, new Kids cartoon. There was New Kids toys. I did not have any of the toys. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, new Kids toys. Uh, you know, just way more overboard than what you would see now. Uh, sheets. Everything. So, I mean, that's where it gets plastered. And I felt like the Backstreet Boys were the same thing as I, I, I think I was in high school around that time high school when the backstreet boys started getting big and then my little cousins go into a concert for the backstreet boys or yeah backstreet boys and everything else so i think that's where the contrast or the comparison sorry the comparison is between those two where they were just no pun, way larger than life <laughs> um, going on <laughs> well, in there. They 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 rode that whole in sync, uh, or was it the other? Or was it the other way around? Was it? I think it's Backstreet Boys rode in sync's uh, ride. No other way. No, it's the other way. It's in sync rode Backstreet, Backstreet Boys, right? Yes, because I remember. Uh, Disney used to have concerts. Yes, that's where it was. And I was looking it up, and that's that's what the DVD for the McDonald's was. Is they had part of the con- they had a DVD going out with it, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was. That's when like CDs had like if you like when home computers were getting big and you popped mm-hmm. your CD. I had it, and you could pop the CD into your uh, CD-ROM, and then you could play different. Uh, you, you can like play different videos. music videos. Yes. Yes. I remember when that happened then. Yes, because Disney was doing something with it. I read yeah. that. All right. Yep. And uh, that was, yeah, InSync was afterwards. And I thought InSync was pretty much, they had a couple of good songs, but they were pretty much garbage to the Backstreet Boys. The Backstreet Boys just had way better songs. I mean, I watch. I'm I'm in big into pop culture. Mm-hmm. I watch way too much TV. 
to the point where my wife will not watch movies with me because I watch about five seconds of them half of the time. And I'm like, I know exactly what's going on. And then I, I tell her the ending and then she tells me to shut up and I have to leave the room. And then I go back and I ask her and it's exactly what happened. So, um, I'm a kind of a nerd in that way. And I, and I watched the Goldbergs and then the Goldberg spinoff schooled and the, the Goldbergs actually gave me the idea to do this and to call it a guilty pleasure. Cause that's what they called it. And they used new kids on the block as it. Ah. <clears throat> and then school used backstreet boys in that way. And the new kids on the block, I could relate more to that episode than the backstreet boys one. Cause the new kids on the block one, they're all, the two brothers. I don't know if you watched the Goldberg. Yeah, I, I think I actually remember the episode now. Were were they trying to do a? Were they doing like trying to video and do like the music video themselves? Yeah, like, but they were yeah. hi- hiding it from everybody. They're like, "Oh no, we're not doing that. We don't listen to that." Yes, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the sister had the cutout of Donnie Wahlberg in her room, and she would dote over it and everything else. So, I mean, that's where. I would have to say those are the two biggest ones I feel that made me want to do this and start it and talk about it. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much it out of, out of that. I mean, but if I was to look over all of this, I would have to say the only ones with any true, like talent singing and stuff like that where they could break more walls is I would have to go with boys to men. And I was kind of upset. They didn't go a little bit farther. I, I, uh, I do like boys to men. My dad, my dad liked him. He's actually the one that like, was like, Hey, I, I like the, like, I don't know. They got mentioned somewhere. He's like, Oh, I like them. And I was like, Oh, okay. But I wasn't expecting them when I first listened. Like I didn't, I didn't know what I was, ex- what I was going to listen to. Uh, but it was like, oh, well, these, these are like an R&B group, which kind of makes sense. And it seems like um, a lot of boy bands, they either come off very poppy or they end up becoming very soul and not or not soul, very uh, R&B. Mm-hmm. And it rem- very reminiscent of like the oldies where uh, some of the knockout brackets that you had, some yeah. of the songs I recognized were covers of oldies that I remember yes. hearing my grandparents play. I was like, oh, and it's nothing against them. It's just like, listen, the fifties had good music and people know how to write and sing in harmonies. And that's what, to me, that, that is a boy band, I guess. Yeah. In a, in a very clear way. I did leave off one and uh, we discussed it through the message. Yes. Is I want to bring them up. Yep. And it's the Beatles. Would you consider the Beatles before the psychedelic type era that they had, like the earlier stuff, like, uh, uh, what is it? Hard Day's Night. Meet the Beatles, all that. Um, yeah. So I'll, I got to ask you this, because I do love my Beatles. Is Okay. What do you consider a boy band? What are we? What are we? What are we asking? Because so when I think boy, if you ask me, do I think if I think boy band, I, my instant reaction is to me a boy band 
if you say, hey, what, what are your guilty pleasure boy bands? My guilty pleasure boy bands are like Backstreet Boys and Sync Boys Men. Um, sure, five, five Seconds of Summer, them guys, uh, Big Time, uh, not Big Time Russia, Jonas Brothers. Uh, I'll say I love the song Love Bug. If you, if you haven't listened to them, they have an acoustic song that as a guitar, like I play guitar, mm-hmm. Love Bug was one of the best songs you can learn and play back in like middle school. It was an acoustic song from the Jonas Brothers, and it was about how much the guy got bit by the love bug and loves the girl. You sing that in a, in a chorus room full of teenage girls, and you're playing it on guitar. You are set. Set, <laughs> I tell you. My little brother picked up guitar, and I'm like, listen, don't learn the music you want to learn. Learn the music they want to hear. That's how you do this. I could see but that. when you ask me to think, are the Beatles a boy band? I'm not going to go there. By your definition of your bracket, I guess they would. But what do you consider a boy band? Yeah, okay. See, that's why I did not put them on there because I, I was mean, ready for the backlash. In my book, uh, I'm not very musical history per se, but mm-hmm. I believe that there's two different types of people in this world from what I've seen from friends and stuff and either you're a Rolling Stones or you're a Beatles person for number one band of all time. Okay. I'm a Beatles person. Good. You're the right kind. Okay. So (laughs) Rolling Stones (laughs) are good, but I feel the Beatles were just better and more transcendent. Then... I mean, I mean, we're going to talk music in general. Music, the Beatles broke barriers, and they they built blocks upon. They built the roads for it to inspire countless of generations. I mean, I get all musicians no. probably were inspired from somewhere, but I mean, how many artists today do you see the growth of directly coming from just the Beatles? No. So, yeah. That's, so I mean. That, that That's why I didn't put them on there. I was I mean, ready the for. I mean, honorably, yeah. I mean, I could see not wanting to put them on there, just kind of curve it because, like, you're expecting them to win. But, I mean, would you consider them a boy band? Realistically? If we're talking Ed Sullivan show. Beatles, and we are to compare the audience to one of these other bands, the demographic of the audience, yes. But the demographic now, I would, throughout history, I would totally not put them on if we're going to count the whole history. But if we're going to talk British Invasion, you know, Beatles, Dave Clark Five. I almost want. I'm, I'm like eighty five percent want to say yes to them so being I, a boy band. I like would I? I'll say I. Uh, I can get. I can get behind and agree with what you said there. If you if you're basing it off the demographic, because I don't like the I like I get where the idea is like oh it's a boy band it's a uh, four or five guys or or girls really I mean it doesn't have to be a boy band mm-hmm. yes. Um, four or five unique individuals that can harmonize with each other. Cool, cool, cool. But I mean, there's so many bands out there that people could, 
the musicians all can harmonize just like the Beatles did. Well, your comment about the demographic being in the sixties, the way the Beatles hit and girl, like, it, I mean, there's videos of, there's video of just girls fainting at them coming off of the planes. I mean, that's, that's exactly what you see when you go to these, when you saw like One Direction come flying in, like seeing the flock of the girls to that wall or, I mean, that is, yeah, by, I guess in that way, it's a boy band. That, that's makes, what that I, makes sense. If you're, if the majority of your fans are young girls, then... I would consider you into almost a boy band status because these, the boy bands can make so much money, um, get so much popularity and everything else just to bring in these girls. It's almost like, uh, the Vince McMahon philosophy. If we market to younger kids, it they're going to bring the parents and the parents are the ones that have the money. The kids are going to say, I want the kids are going to spend. And then the parents are going to spend to get it. I know I'm a parent <laughs> and I've fallen into that trap for when it comes to wrestling or cart certain cartoons or video game franchises, um, so I think that's where you get into. You have to, like a band like the Beatles, they could have went that direction easily, but they almost didn't. I don't know, totally one hundred percent, but. That's just how they didn't go, but they could have easily went that way. And that's what they market to. If I'm still a firm believer that Titanic made its money, the majority of its money, off of teenage girls. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio sold the movie for him. Exactly. It was a love story. Boy bands sell love. And like you said, with the love bug, they sell this puppy dog love cuteness, mm -hmm. and that's where they get their fame. But you can still be a pure musician, and I think the Beatles went to that route where the monkeys were like... Uh, if my stepmom does hear this, she might get mad at me, is the great value version of mm -hmm. the Beatles. And they didn't really go any farther than that. They had a movie. Nobody saw it because it was just too far out. But people watched Yellow Submarine. Love Yellow Submarine. <clears throat> I hear more people talk about Yellow Submarine than I do hear about their first movie, A Hard Day's Night. So that just good. good movie as well, though. <clears throat> and that's where I think where Hard Day's Night was in that borderline boy band phase. Mm -hmm. So, 
Well, I think Yellow Submarine, the reason it gets it is that imagery is just yeah. it's a trip to watch. Yeah. Pun it's, uh... not intended. <laughs> it's uh, the monkeys movies was what was it called? It's called like Head. It was just called Head. Huh? See, I really don't know. I don't know much monkeys history at all. Oh, really. see, yeah, see, my stepmom has trained me up. Uh, the one of the big like trivia questions is Michael Nesmith's mother. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, she's the inventor of liquid paper. She invented whiteout. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so right. he, he was like, I found that out. I was like, okay. Michael Nesmith's also my favorite monkey. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was cool that he wore the beanie all the time. So okay. That, I think you got to have a favorite for pretty much each one that you get really into. Well, that's kind of, I think that's also another big key in the boy band. Like, like, a perfect example comes to my mind, like Kiss. You have a member that you're kind of like, nah, he's, he's, he's the coolest, but you don't have like, you don't have like a favorite Kiss member. I don't feel like, like, not, it doesn't come off the same flashiness as people say, oh, my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, Backstreet Boy or my favorite NSYNC or my favorite Beatles. Like, I'm thinking my favorite Beatles in the sense of like the 15 year old girl going like, Oh, my favorite Beatles is John. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. have the same as like me saying, no, my favorite member of kiss is Paul Stanley because of his singing because of his guitar playing where less the whole aspect of the boy band is that the favorite is the, the gushing over the kind of the coolest and ha. <gasps> Yes. Which which isn't what, how you were, but that's kind of, that's also another stigma that kind of pulls from when I think boy band. And I mean, the Beatles definitely have it. There is, I mean, they each have their own fan base of uh, love letters coming into them. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure there's episodes on Big Tribe Rush about it, where like the band members each had their own possible stalkers, or I, I don't know, maybe they all got let, letters that are like fan mail at some point. I don't know. I'm sure. Probably. I don't think they... They always made them really goofy, like they couldn't get a girl. Oh. I remember Kendall. <laughs> this is how horrible. Kendall was going after because they lived in the hotel where like all like young Hollywood celebrities lived, mm-hmm. and it was the store clerk from the assistant store clerk from Malcolm in the Middle was the hotel manager, and he was like, uh or is it the protagonist, you know, always trying to mess things yeah. up for them. And uh, <laughs> I see, forgot I about him. And he was trying to go out with what? Oh my goodness. I'm about to call my daughter up here. Um, what was her name? He was going after the girl. She was an actress and they wouldn't give him, she wouldn't give him the time of day. So then they broke out into song. And they were each trying to do some love song to her and stuff like that. And that's the one I remember, but they couldn't really get her. And then Kendall ended up getting her, but I can't remember how. But that, they didn't make them. That was the one thing I got to say is Big Time Rush and the Monkees is they didn't make them out to be big giant. Like if you go and rewatch them. Uh, big giant like stars 
Like they were, we're going to make you a star and this is the way that you're going to go. And the one thing I remember about Big Time Rush, which is funny because we were talking about Backstreet or Instinct finding Backstreet Boys coattails, you know, yeah. riding those, is in their producer's Gustavo's office, there was like all these different weird boy bands names. Like one was like Boy Quake and stuff like that. And I started thinking of them for the bracket. I'm like, oh, Boy Quake. And then I got to remind myself, no, that's a made up one. What was the one? Boys <laughs> in the Attic. And that's one of my favorite episodes because they go, Boys in the Attic had a hit. They broke up and then they go and look for him for some reason. And they find him actually living in an attic and they're all older now, and they're just, you know, living in, like, their mother's attic. And the one that was supposed to be the cute one that was modeled after their, one of the big-time Rush band member, James, he was, like, all fat now and out of shape, but he was still trying to do, like, the moves like he used to. And I remember James being, like, shocked because he was, like, fat, bald, but still trying to be cool. So that was that's what I remember most about big time rush. It wasn't like you are, you, you're a star band. We're going to make you into a star band. So, I mean, I, I kind of remember Gustavo and the whole recording studio <laughs> thing, but like I said, I, I, I caught what was, what was already on like, Oh, you're watching this. Okay. I guess I'm yeah. watching this as well. Uh, well, I was like, I, I watched it because well, well, no. I mean, you're My, a, if you're a parent, that's what happens. You, yeah. You really don't have a choice when your kid wants to watch something. You're just like, well, I guess I'm watching this now. Yeah. And you just do get stuck watch. in. I just remember that, and the one guy, James, he had like a fake. It was like a knockoff axe body spray, and it was like called and every time he would like see a girl he would spray it and then pose and be like gotta get your cuda and that was the one thing that i i remember that stuff but other than that it was it was good i enjoyed it i'm not gonna lie i mean i remember i remember a little bit of it uh I'm, i'm trying to think of what else i really know specifically about boy bands is i actually i know a good amount from a podcast I was listening to is uh, I don't know if you listen to Tell Him Steve Dave. No. With um do you ever watch do you, you know Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith the director? Yeah. James yeah. Silent Bob. Yeah. Um yep. uh well two of his friends and uh Brian Johnson. They actually they're all Kevin Smith's friends. Uh, the the three of them they have their own podcast for on his network and it's like episode like four hundred like they are like some of the OG podcasters oh. out there, <laughs> big hardcore, and like for the past like ten years, um, but one of their one of their episodes they had uh, um, Joey Fatone is friends with Brian Quinn, so Joey Fatone calls in, and they start talking about like how in sync came to be and it was wait like yeah joey from the instinct right yeah 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 and they talk about like how instinct came to be where it was just the couple of them singing the original bass play bass singer they had uh he dropped out and didn't want to do the whole shenanigans and jump through the ho- hoops of trying to be all like uh 
synchronized and he didn't like the way it was going. He's like, nah, this is not cool. I don't want to be a part of this. So they had to find a singer last minute to if they wanted to like go big. And they ended up finding Lance Bass on accident. And he wasn't he wasn't originally gonna be allowed to, and they had to convince his mother, and then they blew up after that. And now they're like, he was talking about how like they're all hanging out in their mansions at 20 in their mid-20s, like biggest hottest names in the country everyone loves them and their one friend now comes over and be like hey what's up and they're just like you've tried to not feel bad but you know and they just they just talked a lot and a lot about the the way it kind of i remember is um it was like a two-hour discussion that like joy they frank was like i think we'll see if i let me see if you can give a call and you just you just hear him just dial in and joy Fatone calls in and they're now talking and it's like oh shoot History of history of NSYNC. So it's, I guess they recorded one of their first times recording was in Shaq's uh, studio, in his really? in his uh, garage. Yeah, Shaq had a rec- a record studio, I guess, in his uh, outdoor garage. Yeah, he was. Like, uh, I remember Shaq's first uh, rap album. Uh, wait, Shaq, Shaq has a rap album. Yeah, you didn't know that he was no, huge. I, thought, I was always. What? I was confused as to why Shaq had a recording oh. studio and why NSYNC sang there. And I was just like, it's Shaq. I mean, if you're no. Shaq, why don't you have your own studio? But No, he rapper? was he's a rapper. He's uh, I love Shaq. I'm a I'm a sports guy. I love Shaq and um I would have to say Shaq around that 92, 93 time was oh, just big he was big in every aspect once again toys video games and everything like that oh yeah but Shaq he, who? He, yes that was horrible um he came out with Shaq diesel that was his first uh rap album and he was with his big single out of there was what's up doc and i forgot what group he was singing with and it, oh, it no. the the hook was just what's up doc can we rock what's up doc can we rock and i just remember him rapping and then he talked kind of trash about the other two picks behind him uh christian leitner and alonzo morning because i forget what he says and then he says not a christian leitner not alonzo morning but other than that i i've not listened to shack rap since that point but he has one it reminds me almost like a weird Eminem type thing because his the man that he calls his father isn't his father. It's actually his stepfather. Mm-hmm. And he has this whole rap song about how his father left him and his mother raised him until she met his his father now. And I remember that because I was nine, ten years old and I'm like, so I'm listening to like, what's up doc. And now I'm listening to this guy complain about his father leaving, but this other guy steps in and I'm like, okay. And that was, those were like the two that I really remember. Man. He got, he actually got into trouble by rapping. Cause he did a, he did like a diss track or something live in concert to Kobe. <clears throat> And he said something wow. messed up and he was like an honorary sheriff somewhere and they pulled his badge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to hate on Shaq for that, but like, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, Shaq was huge. 92, 93, he had a rap album. Because I, I saw your face when you were like, Shaq had a recording studio? And I'm like, yeah. Because to me, it, it's like, yeah, Shaq has a recording studio. Yeah. And I, I thought it was just one of those, like, you know, it's Shaq and he's got the money and just, why not? Why not? Why not? Just because it's Shaq. Or it's uh, maybe he was taking it seriously because I guess they, I think they said that his, their first time there, he wasn't even there. Like they went to his studio and recorded. He wasn't even there. Someone else recorded him. But it was like the fact that it was at Shaq's, it was just awkward. And I have I have never heard that he actually rapped. Never knew that. Yes. So I mean, it makes more sense now. There was that. Well, that was a time. I mean, we'll get off a little bit off topic there. There was a time where you kind of see it, but Deion Sanders has a rap album. Um, something with money. He had a rap song, and that was. Yeah, I remember Deion Sanders around that time because my brother was a huge Deion Sanders fan. You know who Deion Sanders is, right? Baseball, right? Uh, baseball, football, primetime, number 21. Yep. Okay. I, I know primetime. I remember, I remember Matt's episode about that. I was like, oh, yes. it's primetime. I got this. Okay, Neon Dion. He was – Yeah. But, yeah, he had it. Um, That's where it was like – Athletes wanted to be rappers and rappers wanted to be athletes. And that's where probably where MTV was its biggest other than this boy band thing. I'll make sure I drop that in there. Um, Cause they did a lot of oh, like basketball games, like celebrity basketball games where you would have like this guy on this team, but then you would have these musicians come together. They did basketball uh, it was either softball or baseball. I never I they even did, yeah. did a little bit of flag football. Yeah, that's when MTV actually showed music videos. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's been <laughs> a minute since then. Yeah, I should do a whole, whole another episode on <laughs> for nostalgia factor of the pre. <clears throat> We're not going to show music videos anymore. MTV, but MTV was pretty big with like bringing athletes and musicians together so i mean that's where it's not unheard of for Shaq to just drop some sweet lines or anything like that so <clears throat> but going off of that is you mentioned it and you mentioned like uh the bass for the voice but and i completely forgot about it now is we talked about a formula and there's always like the lead singer. That's like the cute guy. And then yep. you got the second cute guy. That's like the backup lead singer. You have the shy one, like uh, the older guy, that, the tough one, the, the, yes. the, 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 the mean one, the, the, the mean one, the shy one. And then I guess the, the two cute ones. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I never fell into a formula. I so like I follow, I was I never had a follow I never followed a band any of the boy bands like that. It was more like oh I, I knew their songs and like now I'm like oh I'll put them on the radio. See I I didn't 
New Kids on the Block kind of was the first one to kind of went with that formula because you had like Joey McIntyre who started when he was he was the youngest. I think he was like 13 or 14 years old mm-hmm. and he was the lead singer for that whole entire band. And then there was Jordan Knight who was in that, uh, what's his name, J.C. J. Chavez role where you were like, who's going to be the bigger star when this is all over? Joey McIntyre, Jordan Knight, trick question, neither one of them. And then I just remember Donnie Wahlberg was the tough guy because he was from the streets of Boston and everything else. Mm-hmm. So that was like, he was like the first kind of like tough guy. I don't see the formula too much anymore with like one direction. I, I think they're kind of going in the direction of actual musicians now though. Yeah. Well, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> There's only... Only so many times you can do one thing and then all of a sudden it breaks. Uh, I'm just trying to look over. Do we not? uh, Not Backstreet Boys. Blackstreet was one that I remember because they did No Diggity. Yes. And then Dr. Dre was in the music video and he was in the song. And then I completely forgot about him. And once again, my daughter got... No, you can't. Don't you ever forget about Dre? <laughs> no, I forgot about. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I had to. I was like, oh, I can do uh, this. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't you ever forget about Dre? Hey, uh, but I completely forgot about Blackstreet until Pitch Perfect. And my daughter had me watch Pitch Perfect on an endless loop constantly. So that was one of the songs in there, and I was like, okay, now I'm starting to remember, and this was a really good song, because some of these, they fade away over time. Well, it seemed like a lot of them ended up, I knew that, I guess I would, a lot of them I thought ended up being would, a lot of them were like one, were one hit wonders. Like Blackstreet, I recognize No Diggity, and I think there's another song I saw from them. Uh, I mean, I didn't listen. To, I didn't listen to a lot of like hip hop, R and B, any pop. Like, hit, like I didn't have the control of the radio station. I just remember mm-hmm. what I remember having, and that's where Backstreet Boys, In Sync, Boys to Men, later on, and then I'm like Jackson Five. I loved, like, I loved the Jackson Five when I was a little kid. Like, yeah. my my grandparents listened to them all the time. Yeah, the Jackson Five were were amazing, and Boys to Men. I remember, I remember being on an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Now that we say that, because I was thinking about my favorite Boys to Men song is Motown Philly. <laughs> so I remember them being on there, and I think Will Smith, or yeah, was he? Yeah, Will Smith sold one of their girlfriends, and they did a whole thing with that because Boys to Men is also from Philadelphia. So I remember that kind of being a little bit of a crossover there. Hmm. But but other than that, I mean, it's just weird that I listen to this music and it's not even supposed to be something that my ears enjoy listening to, but yet I cannot stop listening to a lot of this stuff. You like what you like and it, I mean, music brings you back to places. Yes. Yes. 
yeah, that's why I started listening to a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of like, uh, like I mentioned before, Rancid and No Effects and stuff like that pretty recently. And then my daughter started singing Simple Plan and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> can't, <laughs> can't forget those. Mm-hmm. But I still remember, I see, and the weird thing about New Kids is, well, at that time it would have been mostly cassettes, is I never even got a New Kids cassette or anything like that. But I just remember liking Hanging Tough and now I forget the other one. Because they kind of just blend in. Oh, I can't even think of it. I just remember Hanging Tough and I listened to that. I listen to that a lot more now because I'm actually able to. Yeah. No, Back- I never had I never had anyone introduce me into the older eighty or eighties boy bands or the even the early early nineties before I was a teen before I was like a kid. Yeah, they they died out in the early nineties big time. Once I think the formula busted. New kids came out. They rode the rocket. The rocket sizzled out, and then everybody said, "You know what's really cool? Gangster rap." And grunge music. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to gangster rap or grunge music, you're really cool. So that's where Dr. D- I remember uh, them dying out and Dr. Dre and Nirvana being like, this is what you're going to listen to now that you're a little bit older. Uh, your parents may not enjoy it, but this is what kids are going to start listening to. So that's where we got into the gangster rap and grunge music. And I listened to a lot of Nirvana, Beck, uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, um, the lovely, the lovely old school NWA, uh, still a little bit of LL Cool J, still have a place in my heart, even from the eighties. And then uh, what was uh, Beck when Beck came out with loser that easily became one of like my favorite songs I ever heard. Good and it's songs. Yes. <clears throat> and even, oh, what was it? Who are they? The Breeders Cannonball. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Never heard of them. Yeah. Um, it was like an all, it, w- it wasn't a girl band. I want to call them a girl band per se. Uh, but you could almost go borderline in that way but they had a song called cannonball and it was i think it was just the way that it sounded was very different and then the music video was just like this ball rolling through the streets but going (laughs) all different paths and i think it reminded me of the whole sesame street pinball thing (laughs) but i mean that's and then then the backstreet boys in sync started hitting back into the late nineties. Mm-hmm. So that's where you would have got it. Yep. Where I was like, I'm done with this. I've seen it. And I'm still going to listen to some other stuff, but then you hear it and you're like, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. That's where it becomes guilty pleasures. Yes. 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 Big time. Mm-hmm. I mean that 
And that's why I love them to this day. I, I, I go through my phases where it's yep. like, all right, I've listened to Backstreet and Why, I've listened to NSYNC, or I'll even just like listen to JT, um, one of those albums, just like, I'll put it on, listen to it for a week or so. After that, it's like, all right, I'm good. See you next year. <laughs> yeah. The Backstreet Boys, uh, the I, I want it. I want it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been officially banned from my car when my wife is when my wife is in there because she knows that I will sing that oh no word for word <laughs> and then if my daughter's in there with uh, with me we can pretty much coordinate it where we can go back and forth on different parts and everything else so she gets really annoyed with that real quick <laughs> <laughs> real annoyed that's that that that's probably the only boy band song that's been banned in the car. Oh, actually, the no, because I haven't I haven't sang that one that much with her in the car. So the one the uh, the way you see, I can't remember song titles, <laughs> but if I sing them, I could. The, the what is it? The way you are, as long as you love me, that one. All She's right. getting kind of annoyed because every time it's I put it on, I turn to her and I do it, and she's driving, and she's like, "Stop, stop that!" <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's a those, those are probably the two, but I do force my children to listen to a lot of new kids. Uh, my daughter makes me listen to One Direction. And Backstreet Boys, I forced them to listen to. Not so much in sync. As I got older, in sync got really annoying. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I kind of I like them a little bit better as I got older. Really? I appreciate it a little bit better, I guess. Yeah, a I little do. bit. Not a lot. Like out of that week that I listen to boy bands, I give them like a day or so. Okay. Yeah, it def- new ki- see, new kids will always be number one. That's why they're number one on here. So I always do a lot of heavy new kids, new edition, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're well, mad at bracket. You- yeah, it- It's a good bracket. You built a really solid, strong one. And then, shockingly, as we, I should announce a winner if nobody saw it on the Facebook page, the Backstreet Boys came out atop of all of them. And when it came down to the Backstreet Boys and in sync in the semifinals, a lot I thought it was going to be like really close, but Backstreet Boys blew them out of the water, like huge. And I think well, I mean, I think Backstreet Boys has tried to do, has tried to do some newer stuff, so a little more prevalent and. I don't know. People just have good taste. Backstreet Boys are better, I feel. Yeah. Collectively collectively better. Yes, they are. If you're going to look for who is the best single talent, you got to go with NSYNC. JT. Uh, yes. But Bobby Brown, I mean, Bobby Brown gave him a run for his money. 
Yeah, but what's Bobby do? What's Bobby Brown doing right now? Because I can tell you, I listened to JT on the radio probably a month or so, about before quarantine hit. I know I've listened to him before. Yeah, I was driving okay. before. I like I know, I hear JT still prevalent. I mean, "Suit and Tie" is a killer song, and that's that's like four year, four or five years old now. Yeah, I've never even heard oh, that song. That's a nice one. It's not bad. Yeah. I think he did it. I think he did it with um, Jay Z. A lot of people find it weird that I don't listen to music in the car. <laughs> I'm very, if I do, it's just whatever I can get off of Spotify mm-hmm. and stuff that I know I'm going to enjoy. Other than that, I am listening to talk radio or podcasts. See, for me, it's, it's been D, it's been a lot of D and D stuff recently. It jumps between YouTube videos and music recently. I do podcasts in the morning. I try to space everything out. It's hard trying to do a music podcast. I'm always trying to absorb some new music, but I'm always trying to prepare and learn for something else as well. So I've yes. a lot of YouTube videos actually recently. I'll just put them out. I'll listen. Yeah, it's a... Uh, the reason why I don't do a lot of music, like listen to radios or anything like that, is the last job that I had, I worked in a warehouse and I did a lot of spot checking and warehouse work by myself. So I started mm-hmm. listening to music and I would listen to the radio. And then it got to the point where it was like a castaway type thing where I kind of wanted somebody to talk to. So I get like all excited if somebody came up into the warehouse in the spot to like pull something off the shelf and I talked to them. But if I couldn't, I went from music to stand up comedy because I felt like somebody was telling me a funny joke. And then I discovered podcasts. And the one thing I still do it is I talk to the podcast. I felt the podcast was more, of a conversation so I could talk to the podcast. I know Matt, uh, who was I? I was talking to Jack, Jack or Kyle from two point conversation. And they were asking me, you know, when you listen to the show and I said, I list, I try to listen to everything I can. I have a very busy schedule sometimes and don't always get a chance to listen to everything. But when I do, I say, I'm a part of the show, even your guys' show, because I'm still talking to you. (laughs) And I, I talk to podcasts and that's how I kind of keep myself engaged. But when I do listen to music, it's like you said, it's spurts. I was, did the boy bands for this one. And then now for some reason I'm into uh rat pack. Nice. Dean Martin, Sinatra, Sammy Davis. That's why I kept on nice. saying candy man instead of candy girl. I went from candy girl to candy man. Like like the rap pack, very nice, very cool. Yeah, yeah that's. Um, I think that's about it for me. You got anything else? I'm all I'm all set on boy bands. I'm all set on boy bands. There, <laughs> I think I am too. I Say, I think uh, they're official. Oh, nope. Go on. Uh, oh, I think they're officially out of my system now, <laughs> for quite some time. They're they're out of mine for a, for just a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Maybe sometime throughout the summer when it's nice, I can 
I'll, I'll put them on and I'll take a day cruise. The Summer Girls? Probably. Probably. That'd be pretty good. But thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for being on. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. That's what one thing I one thing I enjoy doing this. Um, I meeting new people and everything else, and collaborating with everybody. And it's been a really great experience in my short podcasting career so far here. So I'd like to say thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, it's always cool to connect with another network member, another podcaster, mm-hmm. and uh, see what kind of comes through from it. Yep. Um, sure, we'll make sure to have you on uh, Vinyl Divers whenever you want to talk some music. Let me know. Yeah. Any, you want anytime. I got, a very, right. I got a very small knowledge of music per se, so, but I do know what I like, and it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> Nice, good. We'll we'll have to pick your brain on on my end. I'll pick pick your brain and figure out what we can what we can talk about. But, okay. No. Yeah, I watched a lot of behind the music VH1 for a little bit there. Nice, nice. I would have to say my favorite was Weird Al. <laughs> I like Weird Al. I could talk Weird Al. Yeah, I love I love Weird Al. Weird Al nice. was. Weird Al was. Definitely one of my favorites still, even though a lot of people don't think of him as a musician, but I do. Oh, no, he is. He's he's great. All right. With that being said, I'd like to thank everybody that is going to listen or and, and has listened. And once again, the lovely Truman Show ending, because I don't know what time you're listening to this at. So good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Mm-hmm.